In this edition of Locked On Capitals, your Washington Capitals fall in the shootout by a score of 5-4. to four. Let's talk about that game next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holm. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, in this episode, we will talk about how the Capitals started slow. Have we talked about this one before? But this is a different Caps team tonight. They had a resurgence, they had a will to win. John Carlson showed up big, Alex Ovechkin was engaged. It's not all doom and gloom. They are going in the right direction. Ultimately, they did not get the goal that they wanted to, which was picking up a win tonight, but they did pick up a point, uh, which we will settle for because I guess we really have no other choice, but we'll talk about that in the show. Then later we will talk about Alex Ovechkin and Charlie Lindgren playing big, but just to get it going here, your caps do fall. And it was a tough one by a score of five to four. They did make it to the shootout. Uh, like we talked about in the real kind of tough part of the game was, is it seems like they should have won the game because, you know, they were down three to nothing and then they stormed back and they tied it. And then we thought, you know, that the Capitals picked up the win, but then there was that high sticking thing out there and it was frustrating to say the least. Um, and the funny thing is, is the way the Capitals were carrying on, you would have swore they won the Stanley Cup. They're all jumping on each other, and it was just this raucous great moment. I do appreciate that. I do like uh, the fact that they are engaged and that they care about what's going on. But, um, you know, the thing that I'm going to say about this game is I know that they picked up a loss, and that's not a good thing. They picked up a point because it went to overtime and then eventually the shootout, but is there was a resilience on this Capitals team that has been absent in the last couple of games. So, you know, if you're going to use that as a building block, I'm going to I'm going to use that as a positive building block and say build on that. That will to win, that will to fight um and and to just make a comeback even though you're down cuz historically the Capitals are not very good when they play from behind. Most teams aren't really that great when they play from behind, but the Capitals in particular are not great statistically if they start the game from behind. So for the Caps to be engaged, uh, even though they were down by three to nothing, um, to turn it around and make it a close game and darn near win the game, you know, kind of hats off to that team. You know, anyone that's going to look at how they played tonight and criticize it, you know, you're really kind of picking at things. Ultimately, I know that they didn't get the end result, but you have to give credit where credit's due. Um, 
you know, that they were able to find a way to refocus and uh, tie the game and then almost eventually win the game. So, I mean, if you can look at that and just kind of take the positives from that, that's half the thing. Um, You know, I guess ultimately they should have not let the Blues jump out to such a large lead. But, um, you know, again, these are baby steps for this Caps team. You know, they have struggled so much the last few games. So for them to even come out and be engaged um, was just a really bright spot for me. Uh, taking a look at this Caps team, they are going to have a tall task as they take on the reigning Stanley Cup winning uh, Colorado Avalanche. So that is going to be a formidable opponent they take on Saturday night. But if they can take, again, what they learned tonight and kind of move that over into the next game, that would be huge. The biggest thing for me tonight, of course, is Alex Ovechkin getting more goals. He's continuing to score more and more goals, and uh, he is slowly kind of catching up to um, eventually Gordie Howe and then Wayne Gretzky. So it was just a really special night. Washington maintained a slight 9-7 to lead in shots on goal after the first period and pushed the tempo further in the second. The Capitals dominated time of possession and outshot the Blues 18-9 to in the period, but it looked like the ongoing struggles to finish play might continue with the clock showed five minutes left without a goal for the road team, writes NBC Sports Washington. Ovechkin finally broke through, receiving a pass from center Dylan Strom with a whole lot of real estate right in front of the Blues goaltender Thomas Grice. Less than two and a half minutes later, Carlson made up some early miscues by scoring on a shorthanded breakaway to make it 3-2, to two, while the momentum would be short-lived with the Blues center Brian O'Reilly. Scoring on an ensuing possession, Carlson scored another one late in the third period on a power play to pull the Capitals back to within one. So, you know, that was the thing is that just them showing up, them um, having that will to win. Because, you know, like I said, there were other games that they had played before this where that they didn't have uh, that resiliency, that willingness to win. Um, So for the Caps to be able to do that and for Alex Ovechkin to get number 789, um, just a really special moment. He's now 12 away from tying Gordie Howe for second on the all-time goal scoring list. We're there. We're waiting for 790 as he slowly pecks away at that goal um, title. Eventually, he will catch Wayne Gretzky. I have no doubt about that in my mind at all. You know, the only thing that might hamper that a little bit would be is if he sustained a major injury, of course. We don't want that to happen, but he is on pace. He is on par for passing uh, Gordie Howe and eventually Wayne Gretzky. Um, last time I checked it, he's projected to do it. I want to say the 24-25 season. So it might happen sooner uh, than that. I guess it remains to be seen. But if he continues at the clip that he did, scoring 50 goals last year, a big deal, right? So if he could even get close to that, uh, projected him getting like 52 goals. I remember Tarek Elbashir said 47. But in any case, whoever's right between the two of us, um, there is a pretty good chance that he is going to be able to to catch Gordie Howe and eventually Wayne Gretzky sooner than we think. Um, just the biggest thing is that, you know, the things that when you get older, you get injured easier. Uh, so we got to kind of hope that Ovechkin's uh, health continues to stay intact. He is not a guy that is going to, you know, look for an opportunity not to play. Oftentimes you see with uh, Alex Ovechkin afterwards, 
you look at all the myriad of injuries that he faced and he continued to play through. So I am pretty convinced uh, that Alex Ovechkin will continue to push for that record and we will see him be the all-time goal-scoring leader at some point. And uh, that will be a really special moment for Caps fans. All right, so after the break here, we will continue to talk about the game tonight. The Caps didn't get the result that they wanted, but it's all not all doom and gloom. There were signs of promise. We'll talk about that next. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And guys, even if you're not big betting fans, if you could bet on the Washington Capitals as they take on the Avalanche next... It makes the games that much more exciting. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this episode, we are talking about your Washington Capitals as they did not get the desired result. But like I talked about, they were going taking steps in the right direction. And uh, for me, that was half the battle. Half the time, you know, in other games, we've seen them kind of just give up, it almost seems like. So for the Caps to be engaged, that is the biggest thing. The Washington Capitals didn't get off to the right foot in this game to kick things off versus the Blues, and things didn't look good with Washington trailing at three to nothing after the first 20 minutes, writes Washington Hockey Now. However, Alex Ovechkin and Capitals didn't give up another bad start, put Washington down by a good amount. Ovechkin, John Carlson, and Moore powered a furious rally to generate uh, at least a point. Things came down to skills competition, though, and despite a great dominant performance through regulation and overtime, the Capitals fell 5-4 to four to the Blues in the shootout. It was an entertaining shootout, as always, as Evgeny Kuznetsov, his patented move where he comes in very slow and goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and then shoots it. He does that with great success, and he had that success again tonight. Uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov, by far the best uh, shootout uh, a guy on the team. You know, I guess I would say that TJ Oshie would probably be my number two, but he's not uh, in the lineup right now. But just always Evgeny Kuznetsov showing up and playing really big and uh, continuing to do big things. I just really, you know, it's one of the games, you know, I talked about in the first segment where finally they're going to break through. Finally, they're going to get this big win. And, uh, you know, it darn near seemed like it happened at the end of the game, but that stupid high stick, uh, what are you going to do at the end of the day? Those things happen and the, the refs are out there to make those decisions. For the third straight game, it took less than six minutes for the opposition to get on the board. Um, 
John Carlson couldn't get his stick on a loose puck in the neutral zone and turned it over to Jordan Cairo, who went on an odd man rush with Braden Shen the other way. Shen picked up a nice pass from Cairo and fired it past Charlie Lindgren to make it one to nothing after 456 in the th- 456 St. Louis would add more to make it three to nothing going into the second despite the deficit the Capitals got things going toward the end of the frame as they ended up out shooting St. Louis 9 to 7 to close out that opening frame it is set the stage for a rally that was my big thing on the game is the Capitals were out shooting this team the entire game but they still fell up short um, I guess what you would say is they should have got more quality shots out there. But, um, you know, that is, again, a good progress is that they are getting uh, those shots on net. It seems that oftentimes they don't get enough. And then that's the first thing that people like to point to. You're not going to win a hockey game if you're not getting shots on net. So that's half the battle. So for the Capitals to finally get in there and start peppering Grice uh, with as many shots as possible, it greatly increases your chance. And it was enough. I mean, ultimately, it was enough for them to tie the game. And if it wasn't for that high stick, they would have won that game. So, you know, it is an interesting thing, you know, to to watch and to see uh, how things shaked out. But, you know, again, you know, I'm just taking the positive away from it, that they did have that resiliency uh, to to fire back and to try to, to make a big uh, comeback. And they were successful almost. Shortly after the grade eight struck, John Carlson got his second goal in as many games, rocketing home a shorthanded goal after going on a two-on-one with Nick Dowd on the PK. It marked his 10th point in 13 games. Carlson playing in his 900th NHL game on Thursday had brought DC within one. Ryan O'Reilly scored what appeared to be at first, but uh, deflating highlight real goal just 26 seconds later on a nifty backhand to make it 4-2 to two going into the third. The rally would continue in the final frame, though, as the goal didn't stop them from coming back. And with goalie pulled on the third power play opportunity of the game, Carlson rocketed home a one-timer for his second of the game and his fifth of the season. Strom picked up a second helper of the game with Ovechkin also assisting. The net was empty. For that so that Washington could operate six on four. They ended up 0 for 22 on the man advantage over the last five games. So what is my biggest thing that I notice is the how much better the Capitals play with John Carlson in the lineup. And it's apparent to everyone. And if it isn't apparent, you should really see how well he plays. He plays great defense, but he also has that great uh, goal scoring touch, of course as we see that he scored two goals tonight, two points and five shots on goal. You know, the other one that was getting a lot of shots on net was Alex Ovechkin, nine shots on goal. Evgeny Kuznetsov, six. You know, the sad thing I guess you could say about Evgeny Kuznetsov is he's not finding the back of the net. But he is, it's not for lack of trying. He is trying his darndest uh, to to keep getting uh, more goals. I mean, he's been a bit snake bitten this year, but just taking a look, at the stats uh, in front of me here. If you're getting six shots on goal, you know, again, that's half the battle. Eric Gustafson had seven, Garnet Hathaway five. So they are kind of trending in a right direction. And Charlie Lingren, again, big, saving 20 of 24. Um, so, you know, it was a big night for Charlie Lingren as well because he was playing his former team 
It's a, a bit unfortunate that he wasn't able to get the win, but you know, Charlie Lindgren is really kind of showing his value on this team. Don't call him a backup goalie. God forbid something happened to Darcy Kemper. I would feel confident with Charlie Lindgren being the number one on the team. I don't want anything negative to happen to Darcy Kemper, of course, but I would feel confident in Charlie Lindgren being the number one netminder on this team based on what I've seen him play. I know that he has a bit inflated numbers, but he was also, he doesn't play as much for one, uh, but he also has played through some pretty tough games and some tough opposition. So we can't really gauge that a hundred percent, but just from what I've seen, my take on Charlie Lindgren is God forbid something happened to Darcy. It's a good thing. They have someone like Charlie Lindgren in house uh, that could really save the day. All right. So after the break here, we will continue to talk about the play tonight. What are some of the things that they can build on? What are some of the things that they can work on? And we talk about this Capitals team as they prepare to play the avalanche. We'll talk about that next. All right. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this episode, we are talking about the Caps, who got close. They got this close. It was a nail biter. If you're if you're a you know a fan of action movies and you want to know what's going to happen next or a suspense movie. You would have loved the game tonight because it was one of those moments where you're sitting on the edge of your chair and you're like, yes, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. They stormed back from being down three to nothing to tie it and end up losing in the shootout. That's resilience. That's this Capitals team. That's what I'm positive about uh, going forward. And I know people are going to say, Dan, what are you talking about? They lost the game. For one, they picked up a point. Number two, I hear what you're saying. And number three, it was building blocks. That was, if you would have told me that happened, you know, a few weeks ago, I would have said the Capitals folded and they lost the game, but not tonight. They showed that re- resiliency. They showed that tenacity that they're not going to go down without a fight. And that Capitals team did give that Blues team a big fight. Um, you know, there's things that they could have worked on. It should have never been three to nothing, right? Of course. But, you know, every game is not going to be perfect. The Capitals are not a perfect team, but it's taking things and building on it. You know, one of the things that um, uh, Peter Laviolette did is he kind of mixed the lineups throughout the game. You know, he saw what was working. He saw what wasn't working, and he kind of modified it throughout the game. You know, they had uh, Protus on the top line. Uh, to start the game, but then they kind of mix things up a little bit there. And that's one of the things that you kind of have to do is to see what's working and to kind of make changes on the fly. So if, if, you know, a lot of other coaches out there, they would have just gone, well, this is my lineup and I'm going to go with it. Um, after starting with Evgeny Kuznetsov um, and Alexi Protus, Ovechkin moved back to operating with Dylan Strom and Connor Sherry. Strom made a great pass to Ovechkin in tight, and he made no mistake as he sniped his 789th. Um, and that was interesting. When Ovechkin moved back with Strom, that's when he had production. I'm not really sure what they were thinking about by having Protus on the top line. If I was going to get into the mind of Peter Laviolette, I would probably say it had something to do with the fact that Protus is a big frame. He can probably kind of keep people off Ovechkin and Kuznetsov um, and give lead to more scoring opportunities. Kuznetsov's got the wheels. Alex Ovechkin's got the great goal scoring touch. Um, so in theory, I could see why he did uh, what he did there, but 
good on Peter Laviolette to kind of sense what is working and what's not working and uh, making adjustments on the fly. Um, and, you know, maybe that is a, a good look for this Capitals team going forward um, is to playing with uh, Dylan Strom and Connor Sheary. Uh, maybe they will. There'll be more success with that. I mean, I don't think that there's any clear answers here. I don't think we can leave this game and say that this is going to be the above all uh, end all. I do think the Capitals will be a better team after they get a lot of those injured players back. Uh, Tom Wilson is going to be soon at some point here. Dmitry Orlov, uh, T.J. Oshie at some point here. So I do think this Caps team is going to end up being better soon uh when is that going to be i guess i don't know for sure when that's going to be but i do see it happening uh at some point um and you know dimitri orloff is one of those guys out there that has um a great goal scoring touch he's not just a stay at home defenseman he is a guy that can go out there and score goals for you so kind of one of the things i talked about with uh, mike vogel about it is that you know you can't really make a lot of excuses uh, for the Capitals now on their defense because they got John Carlson back. The only guy that's out on the blue line is Dmitry Orloff. And, you know, Mike Vogel talked about the fact that, you know, uh, but there it has to do with minute distribution and all that kind of thing. Are the guys that you're putting in there, are they um, the right guys to have in the lineup uh, at, on a daily basis? So there's a lot of things to consider when you're constructing you know, your D pairings and your lines and stuff like that. But I think that it's a work in progress. Once you see Dmitry Orlov come back and you, the dust settles a little bit here, I think this Capitals team will be able to see what they have in the tank. And then I think, you know, I wouldn't rule out making a trade at some point. I know I've heard a lot of people talk about it already, that they should move on from Peter Laviolette. I do not think that is the right answer. I think that that is a knee-jerk reaction, and I don't think it's going to get the result that you're looking for. I think that if the Capitals were going to do anything, um, you know, they're going to either have to just kind of hunker down and wait for some of these guys to come back, or if they are going to make a move, I would uh, consider making a trade or picking some up on the waiver wire. Take a look at Sonny Milano. Take a look at Nicholas Abe Kubel, even though he you know, has been suspended, so we don't really know what we have in him. But something along that lines, you know, some something not maybe earth shaking, um, something like that, but just to plug in some different blood. I mean, Sonny Milano, imagine, you know, him out of the lineup. He's kind of been a spark plug on this team to a certain extent. And I think that Nicholas Abe Kubel will provide that um, that physical presence that the Capitals are missing uh, so far. All right. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Again, guys, I was hoping to talk to you guys about a big win. Um, I really felt through a lion's share of the latter part of the game that I was going to be able to tell you about this Capitals team storming back and picking up a big win, but I am going to be positive that they picked up a point. And, uh, and that's pretty much all we can go on right now. And then they're going to have to hunker down. They're going to have to look over the film. They're going to have to prepare for the Colorado Avalanche, who are going to be a formidable opponent uh, that they take on Saturday night. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.